Good evening, everybody. I pray everybody is blessed and well and favored of God on this evening. I pray that the favor of God is on you and your family and your loved ones and that everyone and everyone that is connected to you. Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this another opportunity to minister and to speak to your people. Lord, allow the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart to be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And God bless you. I pray that you're encouraged tonight and that God has been smiling upon you. I pray you're living with faith and expectation. I know that times are difficult. I know that times are hard. We have many loved ones who have been impacted during this time. Our My personal family has been touched as well. And I know that there's someone out there who is struggling right now. You have a loved one who is, who is sick, who is ill. It may be you yourself who you're struggling tonight. And uh, you just need a little encouragement tonight. We hope that we'll share a few words of encouragement with you that will be a blessing to you. Uh, that will be a blessing to your family, even as you think of your loved ones who may be struggling or who may be suffering. Even at this moment, our prayers are with you and your family and know that God is always with you. God, is, is there anything that's too hard for God? There is nothing that is too hard for him. The word also says that God will be a very present help in the time of trouble. Therefore, even in your trouble and struggling times, you can have faith and the comfort of knowing that God is with you. We've been sharing from a series all this year, talking about going forward or simply forward. Forward has been our thought for 2021 and for good reason. After thinking of all of the incidents of 2020, who wouldn't want to go forward into a new year, into a new opportunity to know that God is giving us another chance, another opportunity. And I just praise God every day for that. That's one of the things that I praise God for each morning when I pray during devotion. I say, Lord, thank you for another opportunity. Lord, thank you for another day. Lord, thank you for pouring purpose into me. I'm I'm very mindful of the scripture of David. David says, what is man that God is mindful of him? You know what? Who are we really that God considers us, that he's thoughtful of us, that he's mindful of us? And I think of that every day and I just praise God for his consideration, for him allowing us to live, for him waking us up this morning and for him giving just another opportunity. The word says our mercies are new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness to us. And Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness, for your kindness and for your gracious mercy unto each of us. We've been talking about forward and I want to share something with you on this evening. Share something from God's word. When I was praying and meditating on what to share and even even the thoughts of this year, a few scriptures came to mind. We've been talking about forward and obviously when we're talking about forward, we're talking about moving into something and in moving into something, you're moving out of something else to move into something new. That means you're moving out of something else or something old, if you will. So when I begin to think of the things that we need to move out of the word of the Lord came to me and I was looking, reading the scripture, even during devotion and God gave me this. When I was considering even the Lord's prayer and considering the Lord's prayer and in the Lord's prayer, uh, he talks about how he should lead us. The Lord's prayer says, lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. When I thought of that, I thought about us. We're talking about going forward. We're talking about moving forward and in and, and, and getting direction from God. There are some things that we're going to have to leave, leave behind. In fact, let me be honest. Let me be transparent with God and me. Sometimes I don't even say, Lord, no, I don't say, Lord, not only do you not lead me into temptation, but Lord, lead me in the opposite direction of temptation. Lead me far away from temptation. Uh, I think David was the one who said, Lord, take my hide me from my sins. Take me far away from my transgressions. Lord, don't even lead me in the direction of things that may cause me to trespass against you. And I don't know about you. I, I just know that there are some in some areas. We all have one area in our life, one or so areas in our life where if we get close to it, it feels like we're just going to do it. If we get close to it, it's like we're going to do it. It's almost as if it's not. I don't want to say we can't help it. But what I'm saying is that a lot of times we get to that place, we get there and we may just have difficulty overcoming certain things. There are certain things we struggle with harder than others. There are certain things that are more difficult for us than other things. And we, we just need to be honest with ourselves about it. There are areas where we struggle. There are areas where we have problems and we just need to be honest with, with God about it. You know, be honest with ourselves about it. If we're diff struggling in this area, come clean about it. Know your areas of weakness. Know your areas of strength. And when you know your areas of weakness and areas of strength, you know when you need to pray the most. Some of us, we know our area of difficulty is on the job. Sometimes going to work may be the most difficult time for you, may be the most trying time for you. You may face the most temptations when you go to work. If that's true for you, then you need to be prayed up. You need to make sure that you've spent some time in God's word and in the scripture. You may need to wake up early in the morning for devotion even. Do this for the purpose of preparing yourself, preparing your heart so that you'll be ready for what the devil is going to get. You're going to face at work. Let's just be honest. The devil is ready. The question is, are we ready? I'll say that again. The devil is always ready. The devil's ready for us. The question is, are we ready for the task or the temptation that we're going to face on a daily basis? Because the devil, he is preparing for us. He is always prepared. He is always ready. He's always ready to, to tempt you with something that he knows. He knows what weakness is. And when we fail to recognize our own areas, then we walk into the day unprepared. Let me say this. Any day that you walk into work or that you leave your house and you have not prayed, you're leaving unprepared. You're leaving your soul and your spirit vulnerable to the attacks of the devil. We need to stay prayed up. We need to stay prepared for what the devil is about to do in our lives or what the devil is about to tempt us with. Let me say it this way. I'm saying lead us not into temptation. What we want, we should say is, Lord, lead me in a path that causes me to be closer to you. Don't just lead me not into temptation because some of us, we stay around temptation. We're close to temptation. And because we occupy a position that keeps us close to temptation, sometimes we fall, find ourselves falling. We fall because we remain so close to temptation. We need to stay far away from temptation and stay closer to God. Stay far away from temptation and stay closer to God. 
the, the one the word the word says he that dwells in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the almighty I need to stay close to God so I can stay close to his hand so I can stay close to his protection God I want to make sure that I line up in every area of my life with your will in every area of my life I want to line up with your will if I want to go forward there are some things that I have to set aside and part of that is my own will if it's my own will that has held me back, it is my own habits that have held me back. It is, all, it is my own shortcomings that have prevented me from going forward in God and sometimes forward in life. It's my own habits. It's my own desires. It's my own flesh. And yes, it may be my own sins. It may be my own sinfulness that has caused me to remain out of touch with God, out of step with what God desires for me. The word says it this way, because I asked a question in sharing today. I said, what are you willing to lay aside to go forward? What are you willing to lay aside to go forward? Well, let's go to the word. The word says, Hebrews 12 and 1, therefore, we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which, does, which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. That means we have to put some things down. There are some things we have to lay to the side. Not only sin. We talked about that in the last scripture. Lead us not into temptation. Don't lead us into sin. But also, let us make sure that we lay aside weights. Lay aside weights. Lay aside those things that may hold us back. Lay aside those things that may hold us down. We don't want those things to come against us and to prevent us from receiving everything that God has made available to us. There are things that they're not necessarily sins. They're just simply weights. They are holding you down. They're holding you back. There, there may be people who are holding you down. There may be in, in situations that are holding you back. We have to make sure that we lay aside anything anything that may ensnare us, anything that may set us back, anything that may prevent us from achieving the optimum, optimal goal that God has set before us. That means, for example, when, when, a, when a runner runs, a runner doesn't put weights, uh, doesn't hold weights. The, the runner doesn't carry some things behind him. The, the runner doesn't even put on belt, bulky clothes. The runner doesn't want to put on a big sweatsuit and belts and, and, and chains and, and jewelry. The runner tries to run in as few things as possible for, the, for the, the sake of being streamlined, for the sake of being able to have as little weight on them as possible. When they have that as, le as little weight as possible so that they can run faster, so they can go forward, so that they won't be carrying anything that is not necessary. And let me say that clearly, what is not necessary? So we have to first consider what's necessary. Have you had an examination of what's necessary? 
recently my wife and I, it's, it's almost like we've been in a spring, it's not spring yet, but we've been in a spring cleaning mode. And it seems like everything recently, we just started cleaning and, uh, and we didn't even, it wasn't even anything that we talked about. It's just, we started doing it. I started, uh, in fact, it started, I guess with me, with my car, I think I was looking for something and I, I started, couldn't find it. And then all of a sudden I said, it's just time to clean everything up. So I just cleaned out things that maybe I hadn't touched in several months or maybe even a year or so just cleaned it out just cleaned out everything and then when I went from went from cleaning out the the car and then I was looking in my closet and, there, and my closet was so uh, it was cluttered and I had to clean out things in my closet and then I went to the drawers and realized I needed to reduce some things and clean out some things in my drawer how, how, how when's the last time we've done that as it relates to our spirit and our soul some things that we just need to set aside that we need to put away Maybe let me just give you an example. Maybe instead of we, we always like to stream, we always like to watch shows and watch television shows. And we're always looking for new shows and new movies. And I see people all the time. Give me some recommendations for some shows that I can stream or or, or, or some more shows that I can watch um, or I can binge watch. Instead of looking for more shows, why don't we look for more time to spend in God's word? The next time you're going to spend binge watching a show, why don't you find time in God's word? You're not, I'm not saying the show is a sin, but it may just be a weight. It may be something that's not necessary, something that may be holding you back, something that may be preventing you from attaining a level in God that he desires for you to reach. Let's consider in our life while we're spring cleaning, while we're putting things aside, while we're getting things ready, we're always ready to go to another level. But the question comes again, what are you willing to set aside? What are you willing to leave behind to reach the next level that God has for you? Remember the word here, lay aside, not some weights. It didn't say lay aside the convenient weights. It didn't say lay aside the weights that are less tempting to you. But it says, let us lay aside every weight, every weight, lay aside every weight. That may be strong, but you have to start somewhere. Same way they say with dieting. Maybe you can't lay everything aside right now at this moment. But as they say with dieting, when you're trying to eat healthy, they said, just do something, you know, do something. As it relates to your health, if you need to walk, if you need to take in less sugar, eat fewer sweets, uh, eat fewer carbs, you know, eat fewer times per day, make sure you're eating something healthy, eat more vegetables, you know, eat more raw vegetables, do something, drink more water, just do something. The same thing as it relates to shedding physical weight also should be relating to fed, shedding spiritual weight. We're talking about shedding weight. Not, we're not just talking about shedding physical weight, which I'm all for. I'm all for, and y'all pray for me, it's something that I try to accomplish and live healthy in my life. I try to shed physical weight. And I know many of us have that same goal. But tonight I'm not talking about shedding physical weight. I'm talking about shedding spiritual weight. Things that are attachments to us. Things that prevent us from reaching our destiny. Things that prevent us from going to the next level in God. Maybe it's something that's just holding you where you are. It's causing you to be good and, and for the and, and it's, it, you're being good and you're experiencing good in your life. But you're being good at the expense of being great. You've satisfied. You're satisfied with good. But God desires you to be great. And if you would shed some of the weight 
the weights in your life, not your physical weights, but if you could shed some spiritual, emotional weights that are holding you back, that are holding you down, then maybe you would be able to attain that level that God sees in you, that God has put already in you. We share all the time and we believe it. God has, God has put another level in you. And I want you to accept that in your spirit. I have another level in me. Hashtag that. I have another level in me. There's another level in me. I want you to believe it. I want you to say it to yourself. I want you to look in the mirror and say that to yourself when you wake up in the morning. I have another level in me. Because whatever God has promised you, whatever God says you're going to be, he's already placed it on the inside of you. And you're not waiting on God to get to that next level. I want to let you know that God is waiting on you. And maybe that next level is simply a matter of you shedding a little weight. Maybe that next level is just a matter of you shedding a little weight. One of the ways that I, I kind of judge my progress as it relates to weight loss, I don't always get on the scale because sometimes the scale can be up and down and disappointing and frustrating. I usually judge it by my clothes size. And every time I go down a clothes size, that, that, that makes me happy. It makes me excited. That makes me feel like I'm reaching another level. I'm reaching another goal. And sometimes to get down to that next clothes size is just a matter of me shedding a little weight. And maybe the next level that God has for you is just a matter of you shedding a little weight. Not physical weight, but spiritual weight, emotional weight. Things that you're holding on to that you need to let go. Sometimes it's a, sometimes some of you are holding out hope and glimmer of hope for an old relationship that God intentionally set aside. Maybe it's time for you to shed that weight. Maybe some of you are hanging on to old anger. Some of you are, are mad at people that don't even remember what they did to you. And, and you yourself may have difficulty remembering what they did. Maybe it's time to let go of that weight. Maybe you're spending too much time in things that, that just waste your time. It's not a matter of them being sinful, but they're just wasting your time. We asked this question a couple of Sundays ago, and I wonder how, how, how carefully you considered it. I always say spend your time like you spend your money. In fact, spend your time more carefully than you spend your money because money is a replenishable resource, but time is not. So I asked this question. Think of what you do in the course of a day. And then ask yourself this. Why don't you even think of what you've done today? Think about what you accomplished today. And I want you to self ask yourself this question. Am I wasting my time? Am I spending my time? Or am I investing my time? Today, what did I do? Did I waste my time? Did I spend my time? Or did I invest my time? And when you think of time like money, the thing that you want to do most is invest your time. You want to invest your time. Yes, it feels good to spend money. I know it. I love to spend money. My wife always blames it. She's always laughing at me, saying, oh, here comes another Amazon package. I love to spend money. I have to acknowledge it. But as good as it feels to spend money, it's more important that you invest money. It's more important that you invest so the same is with our time. Are we wasting our time? Are we just always watching shows and things that are meaningless and, and not helpful to our soul and to our spirit? 
Are we spending our time? By, by saying spending our time, we're doing something, but you might be doing something, but accomplishing very little. You might be doing something, but accomplishing very little. My wife was laughing, talking about someone who was out shoveling snow and it was still snowing. Well, they were they were spending their time. They weren't necessarily wasting their time, but they certainly weren't investing their time because a few moments after they finished shoveling, more snow was on the ground. Can't say that they were investing their time. So how do you invest your time? You invest your time when you do something that prepares you for something else. You invest your time when you do something that prepares you for something else. For those of you listening to the word tonight, I hope that what we're sharing tonight is an investment. You're investing this time. You're listening to the word here and what you hear and what you're listening to will be something that helps you tomorrow, that helps you the rest of the week, that helps you the remainder of this week or maybe even this month. You will begin to consider the things, the principles that are being shared, and it is investment because it is preparing you for what you're going to do next. It's preparing you for how you guard your day. That's, not, that's why every time we share, we tell you to do something different in the morning. If, you, if this is truly an investment of your time, if you don't change, it's not a good investment. You have to do something different. It's like somebody, I'm, I'm giving you stock tips, but if you don't do anything with them, you will be in the same financial situation tomorrow as you were today. But if you're truly investing your time now, you will apply the godly principles that we're giving you to make your life different, to change what you're doing tomorrow. How is the word that I'm listening to right now going to change how I behave on tomorrow? And that's how you are to look at an investment. When you're investing your time, yes, okay, I'm listening to a seminar. Okay, that's great. You're not wasting your time. You're not spending your time. You're attempting to invest your time. But faith without works is dead being alone. I'm investing my time. I'm getting good principles. But am I doing something about it? Am I changing my behavior? You can hear all the great financial advice you want to hear and listen to it for hours on end. But if it does not change how you behave financially, you are not truly investing your time to truly consummate the investment. It has to be accompanied by works to truly consummate your faith. It has to be accompanied by works. You have to do something differently based on what you heard while you were investing your time. I ask you this question again, and I dare you, I dare you, I challenge somebody right now. I challenge you to ask yourself this question at the end of every day or even at the beginning. Wake up in the morning and say, what am I doing today? Am I going to waste my time? Am I going to spend my time or am I going to invest my time? I challenge each of you to invest your time and remember Investing is not consummated until you do something about it. Faith without works is dead being alone. The other scripture that came to me, and I want to share this with you, and we're about to close. We're about finished. I want to share what God, what, what God gave me as it relates to going forward and leaving things behind. We talked about sin. We said, lead us not into temptation. We, don't want, we can't carry sin if we desire to go forward. 
We talked about weights. There are things that maybe just simply may be wasting our time. Things that aren't or certainly do not fall into the area of investing our time. So we may just have to set aside. We may have to let go. We may have to watch a few, a fewer television shows, spend less time gossiping, spend fewer, less time on social media and Facebook. I'll tell you right now, um, I know iPhone, I'm not sure with Android, it may have the same feature. iPhone has an awesome feature on it. It shows you how you spend your time on your phone. It'd be interesting to review that sometimes. Just review how you're spending your time on your phone. All right, the word here says, but whatever gain I had, I counted as lost for the sake of Christ. Whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything. I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. We talked about setting sin aside. Then we talked about setting weights aside, but this is setting aside old mindsets. This is setting aside how you value things. Paul is not saying, I'm just not, Paul is not just saying, I don't want to sin no more. Paul is not just saying I'm laying aside frivolous activities. Paul is saying my whole valuation of how I look at things and how I deem what is important has changed because now all I want to do is invest in the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He's saying that's all I want to do. He's saying, I just want to know Christ more. I just want to know Jesus better. And anything that does not involve me having a better and closer relationship with Christ, he said, I consider it loss. One version says, I consider it dung. Fred Hammond put it this way. He said, everything that I've obtained and all I know, I'll give it away just to know you, Lord, will fulfill my whole life. He said, I want to know you, Lord. That, that, that's, that's setting aside, not just sin. That's not just setting aside weight. That is setting aside old mindsets that value anything over the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that's powerful. There is nothing more powerful than having a, a changed mindset. There's nothing more powerful than having a mind that has taken you to another level that has caused you to value things differently. You know, when people start valuing things differently, they'll set aside an old relationship quickly. You know why? Because what is important to you has changed. What's important to you has changed because you value things differently. Something that changed my life probably about seven years ago now. One of the things that changed my life, I heard somebody talking. He said, we need to stop eating, we need to stop living to eat and start eating to live. So we need to live. When I began to think about that, that's a whole different mindset in how you approach food. 
You're not sitting there salivating thinking, ooh, my whole life is wrapped around what I eat next or my whole experience or even my happiness is not found in eating food. But rather, I treat food like I treat other things that are simply necessities. I do it for the purpose of living. I don't, my whole life does not revolve around eating, but simply I eat for the purpose of just living. It's something I have to do. So that's what I do. But I don't involve my whole experience. My whole existence is not wrapped around eating. When you change your mindset, that changes how you treat food. That changes your relationship with food. And the same thing with Christ. When you change your relationship with Christ, you're not talking about, I'm just, when we say you, instead of living to eat or eating to live, you don't, you don't just have Christ in your life, but you live for Christ. There's a difference between the mindset of saying, oh, I have Christ in my life. That's like saying I have Christ. I have a little relationship with Christ on the side and I sustain it the best I can. But when you live like Paul, Paul said, I live for Christ and Christ lives through me. Every part of my existence is tied up in Christ. Everything that I do relates to me living for Christ. I don't have a relationship on the side with Christ, but everything that I do revolves around him. I live for Christ. That's why I breathe. That's why I get up in the morning. That's why I, that's the thing that makes me excited. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I find pleasure only in him and everything else that relates to life. I do it because it's a necessity. But he said, but I count it all dung. I count it all rubbish. I count it all as nothing for the sake of knowing Christ. Christ is so far and beyond everything else. Nothing else really matters. There are things that I have to do. I'm not saying quit your job. I work, but I work for the purpose of me being able to live for Christ. I exercise. I exercise so that I can maintain my body for the purpose of living for Christ. I educate my mind. I educate my mind not just so that I can seem smart, but I read and educate my mind for the sake of living better for Christ. Everything that I do, how I live, how I move, relates to me living for Christ. I don't have Christ in my life. No, it's good to, it's good to say that and it sounds good, but it's beyond that. I don't just have Christ in my life like a girlfriend. No, I live, I move, I breathe, and I exist for the sake of Christ. Everything in my life revolves around me living for him. What I'm saying to you is not new. It just changes your relationship as it relates to how you live for him. Anything else is not as important as living for him. I live for Christ. Jesus put it this way. He said, seek you first the kingdom of God. It is your primary objective 
It's what you live for. It's what you exist for. And then the things that are necessary to maintain your life will be added to you. It will be given to you. But so many of us, we focus on the second half of that scripture as if it is the purpose. The way that we should read that scripture is like this. My life revolves around living for Christ's kingdom and for the sake of my existence of living for him. He provides what I need. He gives me what I need so that I can live for him. We ought to treat it, those other things, like a steam engine. And those other things are the coal. We're driving forward for the sake of Christ. And everything is nothing else but coal. It's dumb that helps to run the train that is leading me closer to Christ. What I'm saying to you is that if you want to go forward, move forward, live forward, pray to God, Lord, not only not lead me into temptation, but Lord, lead me far away from temptation. Lord, let me lay aside sins, but not only sins. Let me lay aside the weights. But finally, Lord, and most important, help me to change my relationship with anything else in my life. The sins, the weights, even how I live, how I move and how I breathe. Understanding that I'm not existing so that I can have Christ in my life, but rather every breath that I take, every move that I make, everything that I do revolves for the sake of me living for Christ, not with Christ. I am living for Christ. Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these few moments that we've had together. Lord, we pray that your word has impacted us. Lord, we weren't wasting our time or even spending our time. But Lord, during these few moments, we were investing our time. But our investment can only bear fruit if we do something about it. Faith without works is dead, being alone. Lord, I pray that those who have been touched by this word, with that investment, they will do something with it. They'll do something about it. They will live differently on tomorrow. They will look at you differently on tomorrow. They will look at themselves differently on tomorrow. They will have a different relationship with the things that sustain us. Understanding that's not the purpose for life, but those things simply sustain us so that we can live with more excellency for you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. God bless each of you who have shared with us on this evening. I pray God's blessing over you and your family. And I truly pray that something that you've heard has, been, has planted a seed in your heart, that it's been an investment in how you live, that it's gonna change how you look at tomorrow, change your relationship with sin, change your relationship with weight, and most of all, change your mindset. Tomorrow, I'm not living with Christ. Tomorrow, I wake up with a new mindset. I'm living and every part of my being is for the sake of Christ. Be blessed. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by 
give a fuck. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.